0: Welcome to the Cultivating Leaders Podcast. I am your host, Billy Schultz. Today we have a recording of an interview I did with St. John's in Winstead. Um, that congregation was one of the congregations our district supported in attending the Best Practices for Ministry Conference, uh, which is held every year in Phoenix. Arizona, hosted by Christ Church Lutheran there. Um, It's a great conference. Over 2,000 people attend, uh, going to various breakout sessions and plenary sessions, um, sharing meals and snacks together, uh, times of conversation, prayer, encouragement, and worship. Uh, It's just a great experience and uh, something that we as a district uh, love supporting congregations and teams of people to go to, uh, to learn together, to grow together as they uh, bring things back to their home congregations uh, to reach their communities uh, with the gospel and, um, and enhance their ministry and their life together. So here's an interview with St. John's in Winstead. Uh, so for those of you around the table here, um, why don't you say your name, introduce yourself, and uh, say a little bit about um, who you are, uh, if you have a role in the congregation, and uh, anything else you want to say about yourself
1: I am Bridget Naram. I have been a member here at St. John's for several years now. I grew up in the area. Um, Currently, I'm counseling at Crown College, and so my future here is really um, to provide services uh, to the community, including congregation and Christian counseling, uh, where I hope to provide family um, and mental health services.
0: Very cool.
2: Uh, I've been a member here for about seven years. Uh, I'm a a trustee at the church Um, for an occupation. I do construction and I'm I'm just looking to start uh, some sort of a small group uh, ministry. Very cool.
0: Can you say your name again? I think I got uh, the internet kind of blipped for a second there. Uh, Chris Odenbrook. Okay, great. Thanks.
3: I'm Cindy Harmon. I'm the pastor's wife. I've been here a year and a half, um, and I'm looking at uh, doing a uh, marriage ministry, moving into a pre-Cana type ministry.
0: Excellent.
4: And I'm Jenny Stutzman, and I, um, in September, started a youth group here at our church, because our community was in need of that, and I am a mom of three boys, so felt like that was something that was important to our family, and we are full bore into our youth group, so I was going to best practices with the idea of just um, finding something that can obviously help us with that, and just kind of guide that along, because we really didn't have... I didn't have a clue what I was doing, to be quite honest. Mm. So, <laughs> jumped in head first. and now we have some tools that we are going to use from best
5: practices. So,
0: very cool. Thank you.
5: Then do you want me, Billy, too? Sure. Sure. All right. I'm Pastor Dave Foreman. I serve St. John's. Been here for mm-hmm. a year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. My honor and privilege. So it kind of gives you a background.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you all for being on today. Um, so for those of you uh, who went, what, was this your first BPM experience or have, have some of you been before?
3: Well, I think the only ones that have been before are Dave and I. And we've been there. This was our fifth or sixth time. So, And we were excited that a group wanted to come with us. That was really neat. Very much.
0: So for for those of you first timers, what was your first impression walking into a conference with so many people and you know all the free food and and the hospitality? What was that What was that experience like for you?
1: It wasn't so much all of the people; it was all of the food. <laughs> there was so much food by I think by twelve thirty in the afternoon, I couldn't eat another thing the rest of the day. I was mm-hmm. so full. But the people were wonderful the atmosphere was so, um, uh, renewal, renewing to the spirit. Um, I walked away knowing that, uh, there were people in my same shoes that I was not alone in this journey that I'm going on. And even though everybody had their own little niches that they'd like to look into, um, we were just all one family.
4: And I felt like when we got off the bus that it wasn't just like a hi from afar. It was like practically bear hugging us off the bus. And um, there was a man standing, you know, helping the women, holding our hands and hugging. And here's a banana and here's a donut and here's another banana and another donut. It was just very, it was very welcoming and very like, um, here, just get rid of your anxiety or leave all your, all your, worries on the bus because we got gotcha. you we got this all taken care of so that was really comforting to know that they really um they were really excited to see us and to have us be there so bachelor
2: Bast- Bast- said that they they do radical hospitality and that's like the definition of it uh that when you go there you you, you can just feel it it's a, it's a good feeling and it's very welcoming Mm -hmm,
1: it was a good lesson lesson for all of us in hospitality to bring home
0: so for Dave and Cindy you've been to this conference before did you have any um, thoughts about having these first timers with you and and what you wanted them to see when they got there or what what was that like for you
3: It was just really good to see that somebody else was as, as excited about it as we were. We kept trying to tell them what it was like and trying to explain to them, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to be. And, you know, don't worry about getting your lessons in order because there are no lessons in order. And uh, so it was cool to have them come and go, wow, you were right.
5: <laughs> yeah. yep. Yeah. As far as expectations, my, my biggest goal Honestly, Billy was to have people walk away being encouraged that that there are many within our church body. Um, in fact, I'd say almost everyone wants to see this this practice of ho- hospitality and encouragement to see the gospel lived out. It, it's just my goal was for people to walk away from our congregation, and there were sixteen of us total. Wow! And, wow. and be able to, to come back with that same type of spirit you know, right spirit, man. That, that was what I was hoping for. And I think we've seen it. We've seen it. So
0: the rest of you, what were your expectations going in? Um, what what did you think you were going to get out of this?
1: I guess I being a master's student, of course, had kind of an academic expectation. Um, if you can believe that, um, I, I took some pretty heavy courses that I really wanted to, that were going to benefit me here in this small community. Um, so, you know, having been a student for the last five years, six years, um, I, you know, I just I did have a level of expectations from my presenters that it would be something that was very um, helpful, something that, um, was something that they were expertise in, that there was knowledge being passed along. Um, Particularly, it's hard to come by sometimes on how to actually be a Christian in a counseling office. And that was one of the things I was kind of looking for. And they fulfilled that amazingly um, with giving some practical information on how to deal with your client's in a Christian manner when you're in
5: session. I have to say, Billy, too, one of the other expectations, and we should tell you this, we spent six months before best practices um, going through a leadership development process. Um, Each of the folks here tonight was part of that along with a few others. And part of the process is some intense study up front. That was the first six months. But from right before best practices, uh, for the next year and a half, the goal is to be developing action plans. Uh, we have plenty of deliberative leaders in the church. We need some more that have an action orientation, and, and that was the goal. So when, they went, when we went to best practices, each of the people that went were tasked with developing an action plan for their ministry and finding resources while they were down there. Um, I, I think for the most part, that was successful. There's there's so much to choose from in best practices, man.
0: Yeah, it's definitely overwhelming yes. looking at the list of breakout sessions and trying to figure out, OK, which ones are duplicated so that you can go um, hit the ones you want to go to if you have different options at the same time slot.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: And my expectations going there, not knowing um, at all what it was going to be like. I, I wanted to go down there with an idea for my youth group, obviously, and that was kind of my goal minded. But then after I got there, I was like, no, I want to take more home for my family and for myself, and I want to take things that I, you know, like I went there with the, with the, plan to do something for a youth group but I came home with something as a parent and something for myself and something for a women's ministry you know like there was just so much I could have been there for three days and still not filled up with as much as I wanted to do yeah it was it was exciting it was very and for me the first class like I did have some anxiety and not sure what I wanted to do, but the first class I went into is like, yep, he got, this is exactly where I was supposed to be, and then just the rest of it kind of just flowed like it was supposed to. I didn't have pages of what I was going to do every day. I was just kind of like, oh, that sounds good. Let's go do that. And it, it happened to be, you know, I came out of a lot of those, and I, I would say to them, whoa, that one is what, what I needed to hear or very much um, filled
2: up what I what I was looking for. Yeah, I would say inspiration. I, was, I didn't know exactly what I was looking for. Um, so I went there with an open-minded and oh, being open-minded and, and just letting God kind of lead me and let the Holy Spirit kind of talk to me what way to go and um, just looking for inspiration. And I feel I got it. Like, I feel I got what I needed out of it.
0: So what was, if you were to say your one biggest takeaway from this conference, what would that be?
5: Four pounds.
4: (laughs) (laughs) They need
1: to do a post BPM uh, diet plan for the exit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I would say the importance of, um, discipleship, um, uh, working with others, uh, you know, climbing over the wall that you have up, um, between you and, and, um, and other people and, and just become friends and, you know, just, uh, um, I don't know, I guess just have fun, you know, everything. Every, it, church is always so serious, so just just make the best of it that you can, and uh, you know, and and let God and the Holy Spirit take it from there.
4: And for me too, it was um, you're not alone. And I, I guess I never felt like I was not, or like I was alone. But then after you went through it, is you're not alone in any of this and we can share this with everybody and you can do lots of you. I, I don't That was just, that was really cool To um, There's a lot of people that think they're doing this by themselves, but not only just with, with other people that we're with, but God, he's the one who never leaves us alone. And he filled us all up and showed us how much um, we are all connected. We're all we were all just having fun and filling up on Jesus with each other. That was that was really cool to think, too, that Jesus was the the plan for all of that. And he had us all, I said, jacked up on Jesus when I was all the way home. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. were. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you were. And I think one of my biggest takeaways is that you're not alone was a huge deal for me. But I think one of the most one of the most important things that happened um, that I took away was the bonding within our group as leaders. Um, There were some deep bonds that were made um, that have carried out into the community. And I think it's an important example for us to set as leaders for the congregation and to show the bond in Christ that, I mean, he, he in retrospect, we look back on this trip and there's, A couple of us that roomed together and said, ah, I see now why we were rooming together. God had a plan for us. And we now see it.
3: I think one of my biggest takeaways from it was to be able to show people in our congregation and other churches um, that there is fun and there is joy and there is excitement in the church. And it's not all Improper, but you can have a good time and you can enjoy God and Jesus and in the whole being Lutheran. being Lutheran. I mean, yeah, people think of Lutheran as stodgy old or whatever, <laughs> but we're not. We're we're young,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Some
4: of us. and we're fun, and good. we're fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh, how do you think uh, the things you learn, the things you're taking away? How is that going to affect? Uh, your own personal ministry and service in the church? Uh,
2: well, I mean, definitely seeing it through a different light. Like most of the churches and speakers there were from huge churches that, you know, worship, you know, hundreds and into the thousands. And we're such a small church. So it was, it was just interesting hearing the take um, of the similarities and differences of what other churches do compared to. Um, our small little church in (laughs) Winston.
1: I took a lot of, I went to a lot of breakout sessions that had to do with um, counseling with addictions and um, the revolution of sexuality that's happening in our society and the place that has within our churches right now. And so um, it was valuable for me to kind of bring that information home so that I can kind of help start working on a plan of how we are going to love everyone as Christ has commanded us to do, um, which is um, so important. And to kind of help bring our LCMS congregation um, into the 20th century with the with different thinking of, of loving everyone and including everyone. Um, so... You know, the courses that I took, uh, I definitely, I know next year when I go, because I will definitely be going as many years as I am able to. um, I do know that I took a lot of heavy subjects, and I don't know, I think I will break that up a little bit next year and take a little (laughs) bit of lighter subject with the heavier subjects. Um, It gets to be a lot when you take, you know, four breakout sessions on different kinds of addiction and. Um, transgender issues and uh, lesbian, gay issues, and then have a plenary speaker that talks about um, losing their child. And so um, there's so much to be learned every year you go. And I think one thing I really learned from those classes is to also take some time for some self-fulfillment to let the Holy Spirit fill me up so I can continue in my work.
4: And I feel like I um, am, I I feel like I have been filled up in a way that um, lots of people maybe don't get to experience and they feel like, well, I can't do this because I am not equipped for this. Or I went into youth, this youth group with, as just a mom, very simple. I didn't know a lot, but I knew it needed to be done. And, you know, God calls all kinds of people and he gives us the tools as we need it and he really does do that and i wanted to show people that you can do what he's asking you to do you just need to listen to him and follow what he's asking you to do you don't need to know you don't need to know it all he'll he'll give it to you as you need it and he'll provide as you need it and i just really feel like there's so many people that don't understand that that if they would just put themselves in the word and hear you know, give themselves the opportunity to hear. Because for a long time I was asking for the billboard and I wasn't getting the billboard. It wasn't showing up on any billboard. And it was just in the Word. It was right there all the time. And I just had a lot of people don't put themselves in in that place to hear what he has to say. And I went there and I was filled up and I really want to bring that home and share that with people and just simply do simple things, you know, Um, I don't know, simple things for women to get together and incorporate God into that and can reconnect people because people are so disconnected in our world. And I feel like God is asking us to do that. That was one of the big things that I heard, too, was when it said, um, Jesus, I don't know exactly how it says, but, you know, go out and make. And the line was blank, and it didn't say, go out and make geniuses or pro basketball players or – you know, perfect parents. It said, go out and make disciples. We're, we're all, we're all supposed to do this. And that's all he's asking us to do. So if you can explain that to people, like it's so simple. I want to figure out how to do that. It's very simple. Just listen.
5: One of, one of the other people that was with us had shared his takeaway and what he, what he was going to see differently in the ministry at the church. Um, has to do with two things. One is unity, and he's one of our elders. Um, Interesting guy, Klaus Snow, loves to talk about graders, but it's about unity in the church. It's about being aligned to the same vision. And it hasn't always been that way at St. John's. There have been times when people go multiple ways. So for him, the big thing now is, okay, how do we actually get on the same page? And then the second part for him was, how do we actually just take risks, it's it's not yeah. always about having the perfect answer. Sometimes it's just taking it's like a leap of faith. Yeah. Leap the faith and, and be yourself. And and I guess that I was excited to hear that because, frankly, that's one of the things I think every, every congregation has to work on is unity and risk. It's Jesus's stuff, Jesus's people. I mean, we don't obviously we don't try to do something foolish, but. At the same time, we've gotta try. Mm-hmm. We just gotta try.
4: And that was another thing that Kay said, another one that went to our group that she heard, but so don't let um don't let your mind work all of this out for you. Just let Jesus follow follow Jesus with your heart. And that's what he's asking is just be heart driven and not so mind driven. And I think our church has really been mind driven for a long time because they don't they don't know the heart driven yet, but that's what we went to learn, and that's what we can bring back. I just wish can BPM come here.
5: BPM <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was nice leaving in Minnesota. Yeah. Leaving Minnesota in February. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. One of the things, you know, yeah. One of the things we actually did, Billy, is we brought back the visual. Set, yeah visual faith. Visual faith. Mm. go ahead Sid. explain um, that one because that's that's one of those things we're actually gonna we are already using in our adult bible study in our confirmation class in our youth group and any of the gathering times, because it talks to our eq not just our iq
3: we uh, went to visual faith by uh, connie deniger and pat patricia Meyer and basically it's just coloring you know whether you use markers pencils whatever but Coloring, and as you're coloring, you you do pictures, um, uh, Bible pictures. You can do words, and just as you're reading through your Bible, as you're praying, as you're um, doing your Bible study. Um, And it was really interesting. The first day we brought it to the um, senior Bible study, Um, we brought it and put all these pencils out and the papers out. they're already stacking them up and putting them in order. And I said, no, those are for you. And they're like, what? I thought they were for the youth last night. And I'm like, no, these are for you. And 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 all of a sudden, it was okay for them to to use them and to touch them and to play with them. And every last one of the women, the two guys were like, "Nah, not happening. But... <laughs> But the women were right there and, and coloring. And so far since then, they've always, so what pages did you bring today? You know, we have new pages and yeah, they, they're they looking forward to it. So that's been really cool. Yeah. So. yeah.
4: And for me, that one was big too, because it was just, again, like my generation, I'm in my forties and I feel like my generation of women just aren't connecting and that I want that to happen, and I'm searching for that because I would like to see that myself, with more of my my age. And um, so, me, that was like a tool that I want to use or I want to do something, some yeah. sort of ministry that tells us to disconnect off of our phones, get off of Facebook, get off of Instagram, get off of those things that you think that are living your life right now, and just be still and quiet and sit here with these women. And reconnect yourselves with women and reconnect yourself with God because that's what's important, ladies. That's how we're going to live. I'm confident that God is telling me to go that direction next because I really do feel like that's something that I desire. Yeah. And so many other women probably to do too, and they just don't know how to start. Yeah. So we're going that. Or Pastor doesn't know. Surprise! That's <laughs> what we're going next. <laughs> Because when I get jacked up on Jesus, he doesn't let me, it doesn't get to sit. It has to do something. We have to do something. So that's, that's what's happening
0: now. That's so cool to hear about all of those different things that you're thinking about and wanting to do um, in your ministry. Do you think, um, what, what type of long-term congregational things are going to happen now that you've had this team um, from St. John go? And experience this, and learn uh, so many different things. What what type of long term things are going to come out of that for you?
5: I, I can give you a couple of them right off the get go. Um, one of the people that went with she's a she's a wonderful lady in her late mid mid to late seventies. Um, she's actually starting a comfort dog ministry, and she's been out already in the community, um, talking to other organizations. Holy Trinity, another church here in town, has. Um, guaranteed some money to help toward it. Um, the Lions have already come up, I think, with $500. She, she's not just making this a St. John's thing. The the comfort dog is going to be a community thing. And, and that, to me, also then does the next step, which ties into a few of these other ministries. We do plan on seeing small group ministry um, begin. We really don't have a small group ministry at St. John's. Um, reaching out through um, through that, it's going to engage us in the community in ways that, that we've, we've just kind of struggled to figure out how in the world do we connect with our neighbors. You know what I mean? So those are two that I can speak to. Um, any other ways you see this long-term impacting the, the congregation? I think just working
2: working in the church and, and and sharing in God's word is just going to build God's kingdom up in everyone's hearts. And it's just going to be like a web and it's going to start touching, you know, everyone um, outside of the church and within the church. Uh, and, and I think just eventually it's
5: just going to, it's just going to grow. And Chris, are you willing to share kind of our conversation about, that spirit thing that I've been trying to get folk, you know what I mean? Um, we're talking about yeah, kind <laughs> <laughs> <clears>
3: of,
5: <throat> I think that's the, that's one of the things the group's can walk away with is a unified spirit, um, in, within discipleship, but really working together. And we've been talking about this yeah. for a year and a half, but all of a sudden we're getting it right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, I've gone to church my whole life, you know, and it just, just recently, it it just was like something clicked in my mind. Sorry.
3: Uh, From the essence, best practices. uh, And it just,
2: everything to me makes so much more sense. Everything's more clear. Uh, I kind of understand, you know, what pastor is doing and what God's will is. And I I truly understand like, which aren't necessarily the same thing. no, (laughs) But but I, it's like I finally get it, you know. I get what what it means to have God's kingdom, you know. And it starts with it starts with people's hearts, uh, and then it goes from there. And so the the most important thing is what what's in people's hearts and what we do, um, and then everything else will just will come after that. You know, it's it's not the programs or the or the things that we we want to do or we want to see make it happen. It, it's just. It all starts with ourselves, and and you know, grows. Just takes time. <laughs> it, it's not an overnight thing. And it takes years, and but it's the best way to do it. <laughs> well,
4: and something that we heard there too was um, we're not. I don't want our church to be filled with members. I want our church to be filled with family. and it's not just the older generation, but even our kids to have start incorporating our kids more into our services and and doing those things that kind of um, stick with them and that they want to be a part of. and they this is something, yeah, this is something that um, they are a part of and they're, you know, maybe that'll stick with them and they'll, they'll bring that along with them and that'll encourage them. And one of my favorite things as a kid was vacation Bible school. I could still talk about that. And some of those things, they just, that's what sticks with you and gets you. That's where Jesus catches you and drags you, not drags you, take that part out too, but (laughs) that's where he brings you along. And I just, I want that connection for us. I want us all to be heart connected. And not, yeah, not not just a, this is a Sunday deal. We'll see you next Sunday.
2: And I feel it starts with stepping outside your comfort zone. God never says you're going to be comfort, <laughs> or comfortable through the whole thing, you know? But I, I think uh, you have to become uncomfortable. And, and like I said, just take a leap of faith on a lot of things.
0: Hmm. Very cool. So Very cool. as you think about... Um, If someone from a different church was going to go to best practices and they were, um, you know, trying to figure out what this experience is going to be all about, what would you recommend to people uh, who are going to experience this for the first time, either individually or collectively as a group, Um, either things before the trip maybe or or during or after? (coughs)
2: Under, understand uh, understand that to listen to God and and let God and the Holy Spirit lead you um, I, I think that's the biggest thing is just is just just know that you have to be led by him and and don't go there with uh, with you're gonna get this out of it because it's more than likely you're gonna get something completely else out of it so um, just be open-minded with yeah. with
3: the experience.
4: Don't have a plan. Don't have a plan. <laughs> yeah. Just show up yeah. Yeah. and wear bigger pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wear, wear, wear pants that you can grow into over leggings. Leggings are your friend. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. and they are pants at the at BPM. Yeah. and it helps to if you're in a big group. It kind of helps to have the same color shirt on so you can find each other because there is a lot of people. You can spot your shirt all the way around. We we did go with matching shirts down there. And that was the one way that I could see where our table was, where we were sitting. Mm. Um, but, you know, I agree with um, everyone else's. Um, you know, when you get your hands on the big book of sessions um, to say a little prayer to God and say, all right, I'm going to open this book. You show me where I'm supposed to go. And he is going to lead you right to that session where you're supposed to hear something and you're supposed to take something back. Um, it um, it can be very overwhelming. Um, I liked that we stayed at the same hotel and we were able to meet. We were able, it was helpful to have um, kind of be surrounded by my people um, at the end of the day where maybe I was feeling drained or I maybe, got something out of it that I wanted to share or I just knew that people were around me that I knew to kind of give me that comfort uh, was very helpful. I really liked going down with a big group. I um, shudder to think what it would have been like if I went down just by myself and I didn't know anybody there. I know I would have been welcomed, but I would have felt like a fish out of water.
4: Yeah, and don't go down with a plan of your group that you go with either. We had all all – Ages, all... We we just had kind of a good little mixture.
2: Love you, got them, I guess. You know, yeah. Whoever, yeah. whoever people yeah. he brings.
4: Right. Yeah. Um, take your
3: leaders, uh, your wannabe leaders, your leaders, um, your drained leaders, your tired leaders, um, the ones that are retiring, take them with you because it, it will rejuvenate your you're tired and it will give a new life and new ideas to your young. So I would say, you know, like they were saying all ages, I would encourage them all to come. And
5: yeah,
3: it was very good.
5: the The one thing I would really recommend is that each of the, whoever have one person who is kind of in the lead though, uh, especially if you're bringing a group, because you've got to have a coordinator for all of the, all of this stuff. Um, we did do a common hotel, that that just takes a little bit of logistical work. Um, otherwise, it could be a nightmare. Um, the transportation, being able to have the the meals all included was it's so fantastic because you don't have to worry about that. Um, but you still have to get there and you have to have a place to stay. So think that through in advance. Don't wait until the last minute. Um, do it early and get it set up. The Using the hotels that, that Christ Lutheran has already made a, an arrangement with was really sweet for us because we use the shuttle in the morning and in the evening. Um, I can't imagine if we had to move that, you know, 15, 16 people in rental cars or ubers or or whatever it would have been a mess um so Mm -hmm. using their shuttles was just really a good way of doing it but the one thing i'd recommend to any of the pastors out there if if you're if they're thinking should i go or shouldn't i go is it my kind of thing or isn't it my kind of thing? honestly it's just a place where you get a lot of new ideas um that are all obviously by lutheran people and it's also a place of great encouragement Uh, ministry can be very draining and the beauty of best practices is that they do practice radical hospitality and it, it is just encouraging to know that people are willing to share not only their great experiences or best practices, but sometimes their best practices that didn't work out. They're willing to share some of their failures too. That's, that's what I really appreciate about the, the, the keynote speakers. Um, and the last thing I, I guess I'd say is don't look just to your leaders to come with, Look for your best followers, those those people who just are the ones who get things done and invite them to come and see because they might be your greatest leader in the future.
0: Awesome. Well, does anyone have any closing thoughts uh, about best practices that you uh, still want to share?
5: Go, just gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, be ready for ice cream yeah. bombardment.
1: I yeah. do. We do have kind of a funny story to share um, from when we came back. Um, we were doing a service to share with our congregation what our experience, what, what experience was down at BPM. Yeah. And, of course, you brought up the idea of how do we completely accost our congregation with the amount of food that we were accosted with. Okay. And so we... Um, We brought that hospitality right to Winstead, Minnesota. And we didn't normally after the service, everyone goes downstairs to our fellowship hall to have treats. And I said, No, we're meeting them at the door. And they (laughs) literally walked out of church, and you couldn't get out without grabbing something. We had ice cream, we had donuts, we had fruit, we had cookies. And you were not getting out of there without food. One of the elders the that elders, yeah, yeah the one of the elders that came to, that went, went down to BPM. He was putting um, cuties in people's purses and in their suit pockets, and <laughs> it, it was so funny. I think I have four boys, and I think one of my boys had two ice creams and three donuts and <laughs> two cookies. And it was great. It was the best ever. And we all were just having a blast with it.
4: And our congregation came out with smiles on their faces and laughing. And they were hugging each other. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we did it. Like, (laughs) we did it.
1: And there were some that were uncomfortable. um, And hopefully we're showing them a new comfortable.
0: Well, very cool. Thank you all for your time tonight and for uh, sharing your stories and your experiences. And uh, yeah, we hope that that the people listening to this would uh, be encouraged to uh, to attend, or if they've gone, to bring more folks from their congregation and uh, experience what uh, best practices is all about.
3: Amen.